Hey listeners, welcome to 10x Growth Strategies podcast. This is your host, Preeti Padmanabhan, technology executive, investor, and board member. Today, we will feature the book, Promotions Made Easy by Stacey Mayer. Our guest today is Shari Begun, VP of Sales for Consumer and IoT at Renaissance Electronics. I have known Shari for over 10 years through the Willpower and Chief Networks for Women. She has been a fantastic role model for several of us. Welcome, Shari, to 10X Road Strategies podcast. Thank you, Preeti, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell us about yourself, the key highlights from your journey. Yeah, so, so today, where I'm at today is basically, I've been in the semiconductor industry for over 20 years and really worked in every aspect of semiconductor sales. My customers are anywhere from the C-suite to system architects, to design engineers, to strategic sourcing people. My customers design things like phones, computers, electric vehicles, medical equipment, and really a nice vast uh, end products. And really what this has allowed me to do is I can hone in on complex customer problems and figure out a way to turn that into revenue and profit for my company. My journey started pretty simple. I was good in math and science and loved STEM. Um, I grew up in Florida near Kennedy Space Center, so loved you know space and aeronautics. And I was lucky enough when I was a teenager to meet two female engineers who both were leaders at General Electric. Um, there was a, a facility in my hometown in Florida. Also, my mother owned her own small business, um, and she was a fantastic leader. So I had like a great role model of how to lead a small team um, from my mother. And then growing up, I did a lot of leadership stuff. I was very involved in dance, where I was like the captain of my drill team. I was in student government. I was a leader in my sorority in college. And it was just something that I was good at, and I knew I wanted to do in my, my career. I ended up in engineering uh, mainly because I heard it was a good field where you know you could do really well um, and have a nice career. And I really didn't know what an engineer did until I got to college, you know. And about my junior year, I figured out that maybe working in a lab and designing wasn't really going to be super fulfilling for me. And fortunately, at that time, I met somebody that was a few years older than me at college. And he introduced me to technical sales. He had gotten a job with Shell Oil. He was selling a petroleum pellet to something in manufacturing. And he said, you know, you have to be technical. You work with engineers, um, but you get to travel. You get an expense account. They pay for your cell phone. And I was literally like, sign me up for this and went on to get my business degree and then started my first role in semiconductor sales. To be honest, there's one part of my journey I was very naive about. Um, and that was, I had never, until I went to college, been the only one in the room. And when I was stud studying electrical engineering in a lot of my classes, there would be anywhere from one to four women in classes of 40 plus. And that was really the first time in my life that I, I felt like I didn't really fit in in here. And a couple of things happened also when I was in university. You know, when you're out socializing, people find out you're an engineering major and you get comments like, oh, wow, you're, you're an engineering major. How are you ever going to make it through? And, 
And it's not real encouraging, right? When you're studying super hard and it's a tough, tough major. Um, but I made it through. And when I was graduating, it was kind of an unwritten rule, rule if you were a female that, you know, if you had long hair, you cut it to a bob, you go buy, buy navy blue suits and black suits and dress very conservative because you wanted to look older, you wanted to be taken seriously on there. So those were just things that um, have been a challenge throughout my whole career being a, a woman in high tech and they really started at, at the university level. You brought up some really good points. You talked about the role of having mentors early on and uh, being exposed to people who've been there, done that. Uh, uh, that was uh, great uh, you, for you to share. And also the fact that, you know, to actually be able to uh, go through that situation where you're one in like, you know, so many men uh, being in your college uh, classes, uh, that was really something that can resonate with many women who are listening to our podcast today. Uh, so let's get talk about the book you okay. recommended. I really enjoyed reading the book, Promotions Made Easy. Why did you choose to read the book? Yeah, so it, it started um, about 13 years ago. I took a women's leadership class called Platinum Exchange and it was a four month program. And um, in this program, you're with other women and you have some coaching. And I've kept in touch with the coach. She was very influential in getting me to look at things differently and just stayed in touch. And I saw she posted this book on LinkedIn um, at the end of 2021. The fact that she endorsed it caused me to go look it up on Amazon and just see what the book was about. And one of the things in the book you know, when you read the description was, it's really about closing that gap, senior leader to executive, kind of how to get up in a higher level in the organization. And at that time, I had been a director and a senior director for two years and really just felt a little stuck. Like, how is I going to get to that next level? Another thing that was going on at that same time, my company had been acquired by a very large company, Renaissance, that I work at. Um, I was four months in really was enjoying it and like what I saw. And I saw some paths to maybe larger jobs with more responsibility. And I thought, well, what do I have to lose to go buy a book and read it and see if it helps me? So that's how I ended up um, buying it. And I actually ended up reading it on a, on a plane ride. Um, I was so into it, I, I couldn't put it down. Well, it looks like you were successful in making the transition to a VP recently. Congrats on your Thank promotion. You. And we're looking forward to hear how the book actually helped you so that more people can benefit from it. Tell us the top takeaways you got from the book. Yeah, so I would say the first thing, I already knew this, but it really reinforced it, that you know, hard work and being good at your job isn't enough to get to those higher level jobs. Secondly, the importance of getting out of the weeds, having to know every single detail of your job. Third was what we'll uh, talk about, hopefully the three X vision. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the importance of doing ally meetings and doing them in 15 minutes. Yes, they're all great insights that we I also got from the book. Uh, I saw an interesting thing right off the bat in the first chapter. The book says that in order to get promoted, we need to stop doing what we are good at. That's a very interesting way to look at it, right? But many people counterintuitive because everybody ends up doing what they're good at. How does that change happen? 
Yeah. So, so first of all, you know, you got to look at it, the executive level, it's a given that everybody in an executive level is good, good at their job. So you can't completely quit doing what you're good at, but what you can do as a leader is you can train your team, you can enable them, you can have a succession plan so that there's a lot of people who you, you've taught and they've kind of repeated what, what you've been able to do. Secondly, that given that you already are good at, you know, really good at something when you're at the executive level, it really comes into trust and can you deliver? And that's where these 15 minute ally meetings come in is really being able to work with executives at your company and stakeholders at your company and understand what their problems are, what they're worrying about, how you and your team can help reach you know, the goals of the company easier. And you know, with that, they see how you think, they see how you lead. There's a lot of brainstorming that goes on in those conversations. So I would say, of course, you can't completely quit doing what you're good at, but you can build a team that has your know-how and you can start showing people how you think and how you lead. Like, love it. The succession planning makes a lot of sense. It's almost like you get out, get yourself out of your current job so you can be going to your next job. Exactly, exactly. And you mentioned another takeaway you had was getting out of the weeds. Why do we need to get out of the weeds and be strategic to be an effective leader? Yeah, and I think you can look at this in almost every aspect of my life. And, you know, if you think about sometimes what your weekends look like, you know, you're running around doing errands, you're doing fun stuff, you know, and it's just all every minute you're doing something. And when you think about it, you're just checking stuff off a list when you're in the weeds, but you're not really stopping and thinking and solving problems when you're in the weeds. Or if you are solving problems, it's kind of a triage. You know, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. So, so getting out of the weeds doesn't mean that you don't work on the important stuff and really know the details behind the important stuff. But what it means is you've got to allow time to work on the stuff that are maybe longer term and important. And you've got to enable people on your team to maybe, maybe get some, some of those tasks that you used to do done. Yeah, no, I love it. I think the analogy that I, I at least looked at in my career is like being able to take that 10,000 foot view, right? Uh, going to the airplane and then if needed to come down like a helicopter uh, to see the forest or the trees even, yeah. right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of times as leaders, it's sometimes quicker to do something ourselves. But if you keep doing that, you know, the time is time is gone. And, you know, as your org gets bigger, there's no way you can do everything anymore. There's just there's too much going on. Certainly, certainly. You also mentioned about the 3Xing our career goal. And I love that. And, and Stacy says that, you know, if you want to currently become, say, a senior director, she said, think that what will our position be three promotions from that role? Have you done that for yourself? And how did it help you? Yeah. So it's funny, you know, I've probably say the last five or six years, I've had an idea of what I want to do when I retire and those kind of things, but I never really put it down on, on paper um, of what those are. And interesting, I'll give you an example about that four months into after being acquired, um, I had had a one-on-one -on -one with our, our chief sales officer and he said, well, what do you want to do in the future? 
And because it was kind of on the tip of my tongue, I said, well, let me tell you where I, I want it to end. I said, when I retire, I want a paid board position. I also want to be on a nonprofit, but to be there, I need to run in a complete worldwide sales team. I need to be a chief sales officer and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a great conversation where we got to talk about, well, you're doing this now. Here's some different things. Here's some places in the org I could see happening. So it's something now that I've used over and over in conversations, but I don't know if I wouldn't have had that conversation, if I would have gotten this promotion, you know, that I was able to articulate it so well. And it got his mind thinking also about where he's taking the organization. That's great. It's great to see that it uh, helped you and in your promotion and your career forward. One other thing about it, you know, I, I've just gotten a newer team and that's one of the questions I'm, I'm not using the term 3X, but I'm asking my team, you know, so where, where do you want to end your career? What do you want to do? And some people can answer and some people can't, but it gives them an idea to think. And me as a leader start also helping them with their development plans too. Excellent. That's great. You're doing it for the team. Uh, that's so important to build people's careers. Yeah. I'd love to understand, like, you know, Stacy talks about something called the leadership style and the fact that everybody has a lead style. Why is it important to recognize our leadership style? And how did you go about discovering your leadership style? I'd love to learn more about what is your leadership style too. Yeah, it is funny how you how you opened it. You know, Preeti, we, we met each other 10 years ago with uh, willpower and then reconnected with, with Chief. I would say there's a reason why there's these women specialized leadership organizations is I, I think sometimes we do things, we do things differently. Um, and then and, and you and I both happen to work we have engineering backgrounds, you work in marketing, I work in sales, um, a very underrepresented women in, in particular in the business units and sales at high tech companies. So, so anyways, why um, it's been something that I've been a journey on a journey for about 13 years, but what I've, what I've learned about myself is one, I'm extremely transparent, I'm empowering, um, I, I foster a culture of risk-taking, but at the same time, I'm also extremely concerned about how, how like when we're making changes that affects people. And that has been absolutely wonderful in a sales career because I really hone in on pain points at customers. But now when you bring it back to your company and you're with a lot of type, type A personalities, strong Silicon Valley, my way or the highway type personalities, people tend to underestimate you or maybe think you're too nice, where you can still have a super high bar, but also be very empathetic and very transparent with your team and kind of use problem solving. So, so I would say I'm, I'm not the norm in the semiconductor, especially as you as I've moved up in my career as a leader, but I've had you know equal or better results um, on it. So it was something that took me quite a while to be comfortable with. Kudos to you. It takes courage to keep your values and keep the way you work in an environment that's completely opposite to the way you behave, uh, you know, and it's hard out there. And uh, I really admire that, that you did it that way. Thank you. So Stacy shares that in order to be promoted, we need to trust in ourselves that we can do the job at a higher executive level. We often hear of the imposter syndrome, 
where we do not trust in our, ourselves at, at every different level, what are some tips to overcome imposter syndrome and trust ourselves? Yeah, so interesting. I don't have the, I'd say, traditional imposter syndrome. I have parts of it where I've actually always had a lot of confidence in my ability. I'd say one or two years out of college, I did well. So I always knew I could do more and I was a little bit of a risk taker on it. But what I did have was that what I talked about earlier that started in college, that sometimes I felt like I didn't fit in and I wouldn't be the first one to speak up in a room or to share my ideas. And it wasn't because I didn't think I had good ideas. I just thought people would look at me, you know, weird, or I would just because my approach to it was so different than, than everybody else. It actually caused me several times in my career to go, do I really like, why don't I just stay doing what I'm doing and not try and get this next role? And fortunately, my ambition always rules out over those. But there were times that I, I felt like, why didn't I get this role? Or am I ever going to find a company that allows me to be me and lead the way I want? As long as you give me some goals, let me figure out how to, how to make it happen and encourage my team. And, you know, I've been lucky that I, I found it, but it's, it's been tough. Um, but back to what you said earlier, I can't be two different people. So I've had to, for my own sanity, hold on to what's important to me and just make sure I'm in the right place. That's great. Great insights. Uh, I think all of us have different shades of, uh, <laughs> of going through this and having to learn how to trust ourselves. I think one of the things that at least I have done is uh, I, I do uh, face situations where I don't know what I'm going to do in that new role or I'm like moving from engineering to product marketing and and product marketing to sales or, or product management. And I think my strategy has been like, I'll jump and I learn swimming after I jump, you know? It, 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 Preeti, I'm in that, I'm in that swimming, that jumping and swimming mode right now. And fortunately, you know, when you've been working for 20 years, you have perspective of there's tough times and there's learning times and you always get through it. So I've actually now learned to embrace, it's going to be tough for four months, but like, just keep swimming. And um, I actually used the analogy to my husband the other day. I said, I'm treading today. And then the other two days later, I said, I'm actually swimming today. Nice. <laughs> Not treading nice. anymore. So um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's been such a great honor to have you on the 10X Code Strategies podcast. To stay. Uh, are there any final insights for the audience? Yeah, I would say, you know, the title of the book is Promotions Made Easy. Promotions aren't easy, but I would say this book really gave me some simple, actionable things that I could do differently that weren't like changing my personality or anything and really hone in on some things that I could do to maybe accelerate that promotion. I, I, I liked it so much. I've actually bought it for, for five people. And I would say, even if you don't want to have a promotion, we all want our jobs to be more efficient and enjoyable. And I think a lot of the things they, that, that this book teaches you is just good for anybody that works you know, with other people of just how to get things done better. Excellent. Excellent takeaway. Thank you, Sherry. And our listeners, check out the book, Promotions Made Easy by Stacey Mayer. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.